Hi guys, it's the weekend, it's breezy, it's sunny, I love it. It is still going to be a bit of a working weekend for me, but uh, but not crazy. My main goal for the weekend, for the first time in weeks, I don't have a huge sort of building, ambitious building project. Instead, uh, the goal is to get all the kindling split up really fine. I take kindling very seriously. I try to have a nice supply of very finely split pine and spruce. And I also do it for my parents. So I gather rounds that I try to get them in between the branch junctions so they're totally clear grained. And I season them, I quarter them, I season them for a year quartered and then I split them up really fine and let them season for almost another year, another half year. And, and I do enough of that for the two households to have as much as they want. So it's the time of year when uh, we've got to pull out all the remaining fine stuff to put back on top at the end and then um, split up all the stuff that's quartered and then refill the quartered bin with the rounds that we have kicking around. We've got a nice stack of stuff. I don't know why I'm telling you that. Uh, what I wanted to talk about was more about pricing because I feel like uh, people are finding it very helpful. And I wanted to share a response that I gave to Jesse Gordon uh, the other day who asked, uh, I think it was Jesse, uh, who asked if I had thoughts on what he should charge if he is going to be selling at a farmer's market or a local craft fair or something like that um, for the first time. And after saying a bunch of other things about, you know, charge something that feels right to you and yada, 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 I came up with this framework, which was I suggested that he figure out what was the what was the amount of money that he would still feel, that he would feel great about having made for that weekend? If he then, come on dogs, let's go! If he then, at that price point, sold every last thing that he had. So, if he sold everything he had and he made whatever it was, 200 bucks, 300 bucks, if he would be stoked and come home feeling motivated to make a bunch more stuff. And the reason I think this is a good framework if you're just starting out selling is that you, you want that win. You want that momentum. You want to get your work into the hands of the people who are coming to that market. If it's a market where people are coming week after week, you want to convince them right away. This is something I talked about on one of the other episodes, you want to convince them right away that you're someone that they want to buy from. Because somebody who buys a wooden spoon from you, if they like it and it's a fair price and it, they like it in their kitchen, they're going to come back to buy more. That's the beautiful thing about wooden spoons is they have that emotional connection with people. But if somebody writes you off that first day that you're there as being too expensive for them, you're never going to get them. If you build massive momentum at the beginning, 
by giving up some money up front and develop a customer base of people who are into you, then you have some leeway to raise your prices later on. And they will still buy from you because they will be convinced that your work is good. Now, maybe you won't be able to raise prices up to where some of uh, the people commenting think you ought to be, but you have to have the confidence to do what you think is right outside of people telling you what they think is right. The reason I think the rubric of what, what would you be, you know, what money would you be satisfied having made if you sold everything is a good indicator is that a lot of times a lot of times if you go to a market and you're selling things at a high price point you convince yourself that oh you know I'm bringing 50 things but I'm only gonna sell three of them so I better charge $40 a piece and then you still only make 120 bucks for having stood there for hours. Whereas, let's say you charge $10 a piece, you bring 50 things, you make 500 bucks. All of a sudden, the math looks pretty good. Now, you still then need to figure out how do I make those 50 things uh, as efficiently as possible. But I think people get it backwards when they assign a price to their time and then they figure out the price of the object from that time and materials. I think when you're just starting out, your time has no value. Right? If you're starting out and you are... takes you two hours to carve a spoon... your time does not have the same value as somebody who takes 30 minutes to carve a spoon. And I think we recognize this on the, on the, the back end of somebody who's really experienced, who takes less time, and you say, well, you're paying for the experience, you're not paying for their time. But then, hypocritically, we want to have our cake and eat it too, and we want to say on the front end, well, I, you know, I need to charge for my time. No, you don't. It doesn't work like that. Instead, I think we need to be honest with ourselves that the amount, when you are a business, the amount you make per hour is not the, is not the figure that you should be looking at. There are so many variables that go into how much money you make in a business that have nothing to do with your time. And sometimes they have a lot to do with your time. When you work for somebody else, a lot of times, unless you're salaried, when you work hourly, you're, we are trained to think in terms of what am I worth per hour? And we're constantly running that math, constantly running that math. Dogs, come on! And I think this trips us up when we then work for ourselves because we are assigning an hourly value. But that's, not only does it trip us up at the beginning because we assign too high a value on our time at the beginning, 
it trips us up on the back end as well because we hold ourselves back from seeing that the beautiful thing about being having a business is that you can uncouple the amount you earn from the time you spend if you are smart about it. If you and there's the topic of how to uncouple how much you earn from the time spent is really should be a different topic. Maybe that's something I'll talk about tomorrow. The point is once you recognize that that is true, it stops you from overvaluing your work at the beginning of a process. And it helps you get to a place where you start to see that developing a reputation, developing a customer base, gaining momentum, feeling like you got some wins under your belt, those are all much more valuable than holding on to some money per hour spent doing this thing that you might have done. Now let me address the idea that if you charge a higher price, people will respect your work more and want it more. I think that may be true, but I think it is only true if you set yourself up in the context of a venue where people expect higher prices. So if you go to a farmer's market, even a farmer's market in New York City, and you try to charge high prices, you're not going to sell much because that's not what people go to farmer's markets for. They are not going with the assumption that they're going to see things that are at that price point. If you want to charge high prices, you need to set yourself up as an artisan or an artist in a gallery or on your own on social media with that context in mind. And and you need to make that consistent across how you present yourself. I don't think that selling a bowl for $100 instead of for $30 changes anything in people's minds. And the one example somebody gave me in comments was an anecdotal evidence where he was relying on the person selling the bowls at that price point saying, oh yeah, they're selling really well. Well, you don't know if they're actually selling well. That's exactly what I'd say to someone who asked, are these selling well at this price point? Nobody wants to say, nope, I chose too high a price point and they're just sitting here. And maybe they were selling well. But there are so many variables that go into something selling well or not. You don't know how much word of mouth that guy has whether he's been at that market for years and years and people know who he is and he's built a real reputation over time. There's so many things that go into your ability to charge a price in a given market venue, whether it's social media or an actual physical presence at a place. And those things take time to build up. And so there's nothing inherent about any price anywhere except that 
you can always lower your prices to increase demand. Whether it will increase demand enough to actually get a sale depends on the situation and how much you're willing to lower your price. So, again, if you are starting trying to sell your work in person, the best answer I can give you is figure out how low you can possibly go and still be happy if you were to sell everything you had. That's really the question. Don't ask yourself, oh, I'll be happy if I sell five things at this price. The goal should not be selling five things. Because remember, the goal is not to maximize money at this stage. Excuse me, I'm hopping around on one foot, getting stones out of my shoes. The goal is not to maximize money at this stage. The goal is to maximize customer acquisition. If you are going to a place where you're going to be showing up week after week or month after month, the goal is to maximize initial customer acquisition. Where people start dipping their toe and buying something from you. And if you have 50 things to sell and you sell all of them, then you now have 50 new customers. If you have 50 things to sell and you sell five of them, but you make half as much money and you pat yourself on the back that you made this money, it's incredibly short-sighted because you only have five customers. You have one-tenth of the reach of somebody who sold 50 things. One-tenth of the repeat business. And you've now convinced yourself that this price point is going to be the sweet spot for you without investing. Come on, Will. Let's go without investing the time and effort and money, because that's what you're doing when you are selling things for a lower margin, you haven't invested in building a business. You've taken money out at the beginning because you projected some ambitious <coughs> and unrealistic ideas of how this is going to go down if you continue to do this or it continues to grow from there. So... It may be ridiculously low. It may be a price that you don't want to put on Instagram because you feel like people will scoff at you. Maybe you sell spoons for five bucks a piece. But I don't think people turn up their noses at a low price point. I think when people say, oh, I tried to sell my work at five bucks a piece, and it totally devalued it in people's minds. <coughs> I think that what's actually going on is your work is not good enough for the price you were charging. Because I guarantee if I put my spoons out for five bucks a piece, they're not devalued in people's minds. People look at them and they say, that is a spanking hot deal. And they buy ten of them. So, I think saying that lower prices devalue your work is a way of hiding from the fact that your work is not worth the price you were asking in other people's minds, which is what matters when you're trying to make a sale. And so instead of trying to fool somebody 
into thinking that your work is worth more than it actually is to them by putting a high price on it and talking about your technique, I think if you concentrate instead on making your work more awesome, it will sell itself. And it will, as it starts to sell itself, your ability to increase your prices will increase. But if you go down the road of, <clears throat> sorry, I inhaled a bug. If you go down the road of trying to charge a high price, <coughs> man, it's really back there. And feeling like you have to charge this high price because your work would be devalued otherwise, I think that's an indication that your work does not actually have the value that you wish it did in the first place. And you need to seek the price point where the value that other people see in it and the price you're asking match. And right now that might be lower than you're comfortable with, but it's better to find that point and get the demand that will push you to carve more, to make more of whatever it is you do, because in the making, you get better. And as your work gets better, your ability to command a higher price gets better. <coughs> okay, I'm gonna go cough a bunch. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.